level. Welcome back to the Bonus Level Podcast. This is level 29 coming at you, and it is a Marvel extravaganza. I, of course, am Jack. Joined with me, as usual, Josh and Luch, and a very special guest who just had a heart attack, or somebody did. I don't know who that was. Um, Caleb, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. I'm uh-huh. super excited. Sorry. Sorry about that. That was just my Red- uh, Tony Stark impression. Oh, okay. Resident uh, ghost expert extraordinaire back on the show. Also uh, seemingly a a fan of Marvel. So uh, this is the part though. Okay. This is the part. If you've clicked on the, the, this episode of the podcast, this level, and you've seen the title and you still clicked on it, this is the part where I tell you, if you haven't seen Endgame, please pause this, go watch it, then come back. Do not go forward listening to this episode if you have not seen Endgame, Infinity War, or any of the other movies that you may want to watch and don't want them spoiled. Because this way, will guys, contain heavy spoilers. Guys, if um, uh, those of you who theorized Thanos was a thing, it was true. It was true. <laughs> That's how it happened. So, the, so again, this is the part where you don't listen anymore. So you've been warned, and going forward... Endgame came out this weekend, a, a culmination of 10 plus years of Marvel entertainment and storyline, and um, it broke records at the box office, the box, the box office of course, mm-hmm. doing what was the total $1.2 in ticket sales it's okay. it's good. in three days, which is just absolutely absurd. Um, yeah, it's so-so. It already hit, after three days, it already hit number 18 in the all-time box office yeah. list, So, which is just nuts. So I'm sure it'll be number one by, you know, by the end of the month, or maybe a little bit longer. But, so we're gonna just going to start, and we're going to kind of get everybody's gut reaction. So again, everybody's been warned, spoilers, you're, if you're still listening, we're just assuming you've, you've seen the movie and you're still here. Um. Let's go to our, our special guest first, right? So, Caleb, you've been waiting a long time for this, just like the rest of us. Initial reactions. Tell us how you feel. How are you feeling? Um, I still cry myself to sleep every night. I mean, to start. Uh, it was definitely more than what I expected, which is even better than you could expect, because typically <laughs> movies that you hype up in your head end up disappointing you in one way or the other. Uh, but for sure, this was one of the times that I can say that it lived up to everything I wanted it to do, and then some. I was laughing, I was crying a lot, and then crying, and then crying. <laughs> so I was doing that a lot. Um, it was it was waterworks all the way around. You were laughing, you were jumping for joy in certain moments that we'll talk about. There's just it was literally everything that I ever wanted it to be, or I thought it could be, and then some, which you know is amazing. Did you leave the theater feeling good about the movie? Yes and no. I felt good about the movie itself. I didn't feel good that the fact that 10 years of my life, you know, even my, like when these movies came out, I was like 11 or 12 years old when Iron Man came out. So I've been watching them throughout my entire life. And then um, 
it's just been a crazy ride just to see that it's over now. It's, uh, I guess over in a sense, it's that in itself made me feel, you know, like my stomach, I'm like, wow, what's, you know, what's next? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I can, I can definitely, uh, sympathize, empathize with that. Josh, what about you? What, how are you feeling? It, it was so crazy. And like, I, I've always enjoyed Marvel movies, like some of the Guardians of the Galaxy and the, the Thor Ragnarok and everything. Those movies, like they blew me away because they were so fun and funny, yet at the same time, there were emotional parts in them that really, like, you know, kind of drew you in. Um, and so I was going into Avengers, and I knew that, you know, it was supposed to be the final one. It was like, okay, finally, this kind of stuff has happened. We had done some theories uh, as to how we thought that, you know, things were going to go, but it was it was crazy. Like I I took my, you know. Uh, case and see it my nine-year-old son Mm -hmm. we're sitting there and we're watching it together and like the intro comes on and i feel this lump in my throat and i'm like what the hell like the movie's just starting like what am i doing (laughs) this is coming (laughs) out of nowhere and then like um i don't know if the the movie does it to you guys because uh you're younger but if you guys know what i'm talking about like in the movie rudy at the very end of the movie like when he finally gets to go on the field after, you know, having to ride the bench all year and pretty much the whole movie and finally get to tackle. It's like one of those super feel good scenes that like, you can't help but get emotional over or like the end scene in Braveheart when, um, when he's getting his guts ripped out and screaming freedom and you're so emotionally into that scene that you like feel that lump in your throat and you want, that's what I felt like for nearly three hours. Because it was every yeah. single scene was something incredible. Like there wasn't like, oh, this is kind of boring or, you know, I wonder yeah. what's, what's happening next. No, every single scene, it was like, oh, shit, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. Like, oh, my God. It was I was so emotionally drained and just a zombie after watching that movie. <laughs> I, I loved it so freaking much. Like it, I can't even put it into words. <laughs> well that's the whole point of this podcast so maybe <laughs> this is it no, for no, you. i'm just gonna no, ramble just on for a while and you guys can kind of discern from that yeah uh luch what about what about you how you feeling uh, i kind of got to disagree with josh a little bit like the entire movie was great i did feel it was a little slow in the beginning it took a while to uh um to kind of build up on everything and then tony stark you know does one hologram and he figured out the secrets to time travel and, and you know, an instant. Um, other than that, like, you know, I, um, I, I'm sure Caleb and uh, Jack cried a lot more than I did. Uh, um, I didn't cry at all, actually. You're so cried. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. 100%. I definitely did. But, I don't even care. No shame. Um, yeah, no. It, it definitely was a great movie. Definitely worth going to go see in a theater. Um, I feel oh, like yeah. you're not truly experiencing the movie if you're not seeing it in a theater. And then, of course, like, you know, like one of the almighty feel-good moments that it's just all of them coming together at the end. And you just see the gates open and they just flood in. You know, it was... Yeah. It, it, was, it was inspiring, just fucking awe in there. But it did, it did feel a little slow in the beginning and some parts did feel a little bit rushed to try to fit everything into the story. Um, 
But other than that, I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think pieces of each of something that each, you know, of you said, I think I can definitely uh, resonate with. I, I think that it was just hard for me um, at the end to really like, and I'm going to obviously I'm going to watch it again as I've only seen it once, mm. but I, I'm, I had a hard time processing it as a happy ending. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The whole movie was just, I mean, moment after moment, just fantastic between the humorous lines, the references, the callbacks, the Easter eggs, just, uh, just the entire, you know, three hours of reference to the past 10 years, all the moments that we've been, you know, yeah. even, you know, they're even they're time traveling back and you get to see from a completely different perspective, the old movies that you've watch through you know whether it's you know the first avengers and the battle of new york and they're kind of like off the sidelines and then you know hulk runs into the ancient one and she's fighting the aliens too but we never saw that you know in yeah. avengers one so like we're seeing all these different angles to things you know you, you see whenever loki just got beat up and he's like oh how, how have that drink now and you, everybody's standing around them but you see it from a different angle and so oh, it's a very so what's so the that only angle that mattered was America's, America's ass. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that is America's ass. No, um, that you know, was what was so incredible about it was like, you know, we, we had some predictions as far as, you know, them having to get the stones, possible time travel and stuff like that. But the way that they did it where it was like, we're going to go back and show like, I mean, that was the thing that got me so emotional sometimes was just going back to these different parts in these older movies where it's like, Oh shit. I I mean, we sitting in the chair in the theaters time traveled with them. And yeah. back to the the point where it was like I was watching that movie in theaters. Like I I've seen all the Avengers, I think, and multiple Marvel ones. I, I don't think I've seen all of them in theater, but multiple ones. And so it was like sitting in that same theater, like transporting back to when I saw it before. Yeah. But yeah, seeing it from different angles with that little bit of, you know, humor thrown in there. Uh it was I had a suggestion or not even a suggestion, an idea today of, and just thinking about all the things that we were going to talk about Mm. of like somehow if they were able to like digitally update the copies of these movies that you had, if you were like watching Avengers and just like, if you pause it at a certain moment, you you would see see like the additional, (laughs) like Tony Stark and cat, like back in the corner, like looking and you'd be like, Oh my God, like there, there they were. Like I never noticed them, you know, or like stuff like that. Um, and just how cool that would be to have it come full circle and full loop. But, you know, back to what I was saying, like I, I, you know, all of those things were just so amazing and you want to take in every single moment, but then at the end you have, you know, more obviously, and it, it, some people, the listeners might not know, but I mean, most of you guys know, like uh, Iron Man for me, from when I was a little kid, like I have always just gravitated towards him as a character as a person like as a personality and then like growing up you know everything i did was iron man iron man tony stark you know whether it was from you know the the memorabilia and the shirts and you know just different things that i had uh, you know in life to like video games and my online persona i mean my youtube channel i based around this persona that i was tony stark of the gaming world you know and uh and to see the whole 10 years of all of the movies and the arc and everything that's been building to lead to my favorite character having to make the ultimate sacrifice to save everybody, yeah. dying, leaving his love and his 
you know, young daughter to kind of like fend for themselves and be fine without him was, I mean, it was, it was gutting. It hurt. It hurt. Like, yeah. and I was, it was to, so much to the point of like, I didn't, it wasn't like I, I saw it and like I started crying. I saw it and felt like empty. Like I felt gutted. So like when the movie was over and they had won, I didn't feel like they had won. Like I felt like, Oh man, that sucks. Like, why like didn't it, they have found a, another way to do yeah, it? Like, why did yeah, they, you know, yeah. At the end of Infinity War, you know, half the population of the entire you know universe gets snapped in half, and it's like I didn't feel like I did after Endgame for Infinity War. Like I felt like, oh well, yeah, that's sad and that sucks, but like they're going to figure out a way to co- go forward. You know, they'll they'll figure it out. But after Endgame, I was just like, that's it. It's over. Like it's not only is the phase over, not only is this huge arc, all of these movies build up into this moment. It's over, but my favorite character is gone. Like he's gone. That's it. Yeah. So (laughs) it's so crazy because we're, we're talking on such a somber tone, Mm -hmm. such an epic, crazy superhero movie, which that that's the thing that has been, such a wild ride with this was just how emotionally taxing this was just because i mean we fell in love with these characters like i'm not talking about like you know i i like thor or i like captain america they're cool superheroes no like i was emotionally invested in them like when things went their way like i was happy for them when they showed up on the scene and started kicking butt like my whole body felt energized like i was ready to go you know it it was exciting that was oh it was incredible and so yeah shitty things happening to them is yeah it was gutting that's the only yeah. word for it. You yeah. Just, yeah. So like I said, like at the end, you know, you want to be happy because it's like so awesome. You, we've been waiting for this like conclusion to figure out what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. And don't get me wrong. Like there were so many funny moments and just awesome moments. Like Caleb was saying, like there just all of these different moments all like piled in. But then, you know, I wanted to walk away from it being like, man, that was just that was amazingly epic. But like I couldn't really focus on how cool the end battle was because I'm just so taken out of it by the fact that like we watched the the root the source of the entire marvel arc it started with iron man it ends with iron man it started you know with him being like you know what screw it i am iron man to him being like you know what screw it you know <laughs> f you i am iron man and yeah. snapping his fingers uh and that's just that's just rough but we'll, we'll move off of them of the somber the somber note because i don't want to stay you know stuck in there because it's you know like i said the movie as a whole was just so um it was just so filled right three hours and two minutes of full-on uh even the slower parts like luch was saying at the beginning kind of you know like the build-up even though like filled with just witty one-liners and like interesting moments and and things like that so let's move it into uh, Caleb, for you, what was your favorite moment in Endgame itself? Like, wh- out of the whole thing, like, what was your, if you had to pick one moment that, like, that stands out? One moment in the three-hour extravaganza that we're in. <laughs> yeah. um, or maybe, maybe even you're like, well, we'll do, we'll do, like, our, our, our top one, and then we'll go around and be like, you know, just bring up other really yeah. cool ones. I'm going to have to say 
I'll make a quick tie because there's a tie between like absolute favorite moments because there's a lot of moments I like 90% of the movie. I like, yeah, of course. Or, I would say 99%. Right. But my all time <laughs> favorite ones, the first one, like quick one, would be the uh, Avengers Assemble when uh, uh, Captain, yeah. like everyone assembles, like when everybody's going through the portal, like seeing this insane battle scene, like literally just the amount, like how beautiful it was done and just how much technology has improved and like the cgi is just right it was amazing like that that part was so beautiful it literally just like made me cry because it was beautiful but (laughs) my absolute favorite part of it which i'm sure is probably going to be the same for a lot of people is captain thor when (laughs) i see thor because because thor is my favorite character if anyone didn't know he's always been my favorite even since i was a little kid but um when you see him like fighting off, you know, Stormbreaker from going into his chest, and then you see Mjolnir hit him in the back, uh, Thanos in the back of the head, and you're like, "Oh, it's just Thor calling his hammer." And then you see the hammer go back, and you're like, "Wait, hold on, what the hell?" And then you just see fucking Captain America with his ass of America just grabbing that hammer, and then he just goes to fucking town on him and just dropping thunder and just clapping them Thanos cheeks. All, Dude, the all fucking the theater went nuts. Yeah, that's the uh. first time I've been in a theater where everyone just unanimously just roared and like applause. Like I couldn't keep it, it down. Insane. Like it was an yeah. involuntary almost yelp of excitement. Yeah. Like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm getting chill bumps now just talking about it. That was yeah, yeah. unbelievable. That, yeah, if um, I think my favorite moment total, that was definitely my favorite moment totally like Thor, just, that, Thor just going part. i knew it yeah <laughs> it just it was just an insane moment because i I've mean i think theater where everyone just erupts and just pure joy yeah i think that uh you know that being such a you know obviously easter egg back to uh what age of ultron i think it was whenever yeah. they were all sitting around the, the table trying to pick it Getting up drunk, and cap, to pick it yeah up. <laughs> and then cap see and cap goes to pick it up and like he budges it just for a split second and yeah. you the look on thor's face is like of sheer like wait a minute yes like wh- what did i just see and then he can't pick it up and he goes back to being like okay phew. Right. But he like sees it move. And then just I mean, I'll definitely chime in and say that that I mean, out of all of the amazing just one liners and moments and just cool shots of the film. I mean, when the the uh, when Mjolnir starts rattling and then just flies off, you think that like Thor is calling it with his other hand. Right. And you you think he's going to grab it. And then just the way that Cap catches it. Like kind of just like with it, he like catches it almost like, you know, it has all this momentum and he's holding his shield in his left and just catches it in his right. And it was just like that. Yeah. Just Nicole said that Nicole was sitting next to me and said that she'd like, she was like, I, n- I never saw you like uh, react that way, like to something. Cause I was just like my mind, like in that moment, my mind was literally blown. Like I was just like, dude, oh yeah. my God. Complete, it's the most epic scene I think I've ever seen in a movie. And then he does like, the traditional mule near windmill, and then yes. yeah, then he just cracks down the thunder, and you're well, like, because and, and I gotta shit. say, I I personally I don't know how this happens because I don't do this on purpose, but when I go and I start watching a movie in theaters, my brain shuts off, and I can't like. I can't figure out puzzles. I can't see things that are coming like in the movie. I don't see things and go like, Oh yeah, well this is going to happen, you know, and obviously this is going to happen and <laughs> stuff like, like, okay. So, and you guys tell me if you felt this way and this is how dumb I am. Okay. So when they're all traveling back in time to go get their, their respective stones and everything, 
everybody, you know, is kind of going here or there or whatever. And they send Clint and Natasha to get the soul stone. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is the dumbest thing possible. I'm like, how are these two ever going to defeat Thanos? Even with Gamora, it's the two humans. How are they going to defeat Thanos? And then they're going up the hill and they talk to Red Skull. And I'm like, so what are they going to do? They're going to hide here and then try stealing it from him? Like the whole time, it's not processing in my head until finally <laughs> it does process in my head of what has to happen. And I'm like, oh no. Like it hit me <laughs> like a brick wall because I was just so caught up in the moment that I, I wasn't going like, Oh, like the second they showed up on the planet, I wasn't going, oh, crap, this is what's going to happen. No, yeah. I was hook, line, and sinker. Like, what What are they going to do to get this from Thanos? They're pieces of shit. Like, not that they're pieces of shit. <laughs> they're just, they're humans. As they're the two, they're the two grounded. They're the two grounded Avengers. They don't have yes. superpowers. So I was like, and these, you know, big, strong gods can barely take on Thanos. Like, how are these guys going to take it? Yeah. And I was just sucked in. So when, like, the end fight scenes going on. I'm, I mean, when Thanos, op- like his ship lands and all these things start running out, like my face is seriously dropping it. And, and I could feel inside like my gut dropping, going like, what the fuck? I thought I knew how this movie was going to end. What, how, how are they going to do with this? Like caps bleeding, doors bleeding. Like these guys are gods. They don't bleed. Like yeah. they're tired as, and then, like, you see the Doctor Strange portal. Oh, my God. When that hit me, <laughs> I'm telling you, that was another point in the movie where I yelped out of just sheer, like, my mind. I It had so much, like, it was bouncing around so fast that I think air needed to come out somewhere. <laughs> and it came out of my mouth, and I screamed. Yeah. And, like, at that point, like, I started, like, lumping the throat, the tears started. And I was just, like, and that was just with the the Doctor Strange portal. I was just like, how did I not think of this? How did I not yeah. think that Doctor Strange everybody, and everyone yeah. was going to come? Like it, he just it, snapped everybody back into existence. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it just, for some reason in my head, they they weren't coming, that these guys were going to have to do it alone. I don't know why. I was just completely sucked into the movie. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much is because I watched it like my son was watching it just yeah he wasn't trying to plan ahead or you know like sometimes and i'll do this with um with horror movies you're watching a horror movie and you go okay that's an actor um he's been in you know uh yeah he was in jumanji last year he was an extra you know that kind of thing so you know if he dies he's not really dying in real life and it kind of it takes you back to reality enough that you yeah. kind of settle down and not be scared and this movie i was sucked in so much that i had zero concept of reality like <laughs> i was just completely yeah. whatever was happening in the movie was happening in the movie i was watching it in real time and i did not see anything coming until it was seriously smacking me in the face and i was losing my shit so so i'm going to i want to say a couple of things there i actually wasn't too fond of the um the Hawkeye uh, Black Widow scene too much. Yeah, it was a powerful scene. No, 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 hold on, if that's if if you're if we're about to talk, if you're going to talk about that as in like you're not your favorite scene, we'll get to that. Because well, no, 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 no. It's not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think they missed an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think Captain America would have done better with Black Widow in that scenario than um than Hawkeye. One, due to the fact Red Skull being there, and two, um, to the fact that B- Captain America being as righteous as he is. Would definitely try to fight more to throw himself off the uh, 
yeah. um, ledge than Black uh, than I don't Black think Widow they had the same connection as Hawkeye and uh, I mean, they Widow. definitely had a point. strong connection, and I think that, you know, the two, but it, again, it's just like... Definitely not the same, know. though, because they've been, Hawkeye and uh, Natasha were close since literally the beginning of the MCU. Like, they've always, ever since the first Avengers movie, they've been uh, pretty much, like, tight-knit, so... Yeah. I Anyways, just, again, Bruce, what's your what's your favorite? I say, like I said, we're gonna get to those mo- we're gonna get to those moments that weren't like, that were a little lackluster. But what's your favorite moment? Noob Master sixty nine. It's definitely one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I That's I could incredible. not stop laughing. <laughs> as soon as you walk in and you see you know Lebowski, Thor Lebowski just there and like you know, and they're just there. And it's like he's he's back, he's back. Noob Master sixty nine. <laughs> And Thor just, just, Hello. just Hello. Is, this, is this Noob Master 69? Yes, it's Thor again. The God <laughs> of Thunder. Isn't it Noob Slayer 69? Yeah, I think it's Noob Slayer. Noob yeah. Slayer 69. Noob Master, Noob Slayer, something like that. And it, Fortnite's playing in the background. It just kind of tied in, like, you know, our reality to, like, theirs a little bit and made it mm-hmm. seem, you know, like, you know, Captain America's out in Norway somewhere, you know, chilling, drinking beer, and playing Fortnite with some buddies. I saw yeah. the funniest meme associated with that. It's like, I don't know what's sadder that Thor got fat or that Fortnite's still popular in five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, but, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but seriously. Oh, but another thing is, uh, I've been to one other movie where everybody got up and clapped, and that was actually Star Wars The Clone Wars when Yoda came and fought uh, Dooku. That was another yes. one where a lot of people. I, got I up remember and- that. That was true because I think I saw that one in theaters and Yoda. Pops out his lightsaber, drops and then starts flipping, and oh yeah, that was so fun. Yeah, I've been to a couple different movies where I've seen people cheer, but I can tell you that the scenes in Endgame that was insane. Like that place exploded. But but again, probably my my absolute favorite scene would definitely be um. uh, the Avengers assembling. Nothing gets mm-hmm. your goosebumps riling more than like seeing work camaraderie. You know, the, okay. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get back to to unfavored scenes when it gets to it. But do you guys remember when um Ant Man? You remember when the ship started attacking the Avengers Palace or the Avengers yeah. headquarters? And he just got absolutely manhandled <laughs> by all of those missiles, but somehow it was okay. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I was like. Yeah. Oh, my brain was trying to process that. I was like, oh, crap. They already snapped everybody into existence. I think that was the very – the second that I was like, okay, they've snapped everybody. So yeah. at that point, if anyone dies – because I in my head, I was kind of like, okay, well, there were some people that died in Infinity Wars, um, like Vision, that he's not coming back because he didn't get snapped. So, you know, we have to kind of count him out at this point. But then – once Thanos came through the portal and started hitting him, I was like, oh shit, we've already snapped. So that means anyone that dies past this point actually dies. So that's when I really, really started getting scared for everybody. And I was like, yeah. oh God, this this isn't good. Like that and yeah. Ant-Man, I was like, oh shit. I was like, no, he can't die. He's, he's- I mean, and I thought I thought he did die because he served out his, you know, his usefulness was gone. Like, you know, yeah. he was the he was the, uh, you know, the person who brought, like, you know, the way to time travel and everything like that. Which was incredibly hilarious. And then he just gets... And, like, you, I thought I literally saw his body disintegrate. Like, just... Yeah. It's got absolutely lit up by, like, all of these <laughs> missiles, but... Just... Hellfire. 
but yeah, nothing got my goosebumps rattling more than the all the Avengers assembling at the uh, at the end. It was it was it was too good, too good. Yeah, so just to kind of tie tie all that up and throw in my two cents. I mean, I definitely will agree uh, that uh, the Captain uh, Captain Thor moment was just the the just the best, probably um, cinematically how it was done and just uh, unexpected as well. The Avengers assemble at the end, like you kind of figured. I, I mean. I'm I'm unfortunately not like you, Josh. Like I'm, my mind is constantly like, okay, this means this, which equals this, which means they're going to yeah. try to do this, and like trying to figure things out. And so, like as soon as he snapped, and then they were fighting them, I was like, all right, cool. At any time, any time, the rest of everybody can show up. Like, all right, you know. And then they did. How and I was I like, forgot about it. I feel yeah. so dumb. But yeah. The and then they did, and then it's like, okay. Oh, then they had the Avengers assemble line, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Question. One thing I didn't know is the storm is a stormkeeper or stormbreaker. I forget. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Does it uh, revolve around the same rules as Mjolnir or no? no. Can anyone Wait, you, you mean- wield stormbreaker? Not in the same way Thor can. Well, what I'm saying is like you know, Thanos was worthy to pick it. Well, no, no, he can pick. They, I mean, they, Cap definitely could pick it up. Like Cap was holding it, and Thanos and uh, Thor was like, "You take the smaller one." <laughs> And like okay. he gives him Mjolnir. I just didn't like, know if Mjolnir switch. like revolved around the same. It's uh, they don't really like go into the it much, revolved around the same. It's the same kind of concept, yeah. I mean, just because he's pushing it doesn't mean anything. Because I mean, he's just putting his weight against it, and there's a blade, so it's not like he's holding it and like swinging it and stuff. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't know if like only certain people could wield Stormbreaker because it seemed like a lot of people were having their hands on it. Yeah. No, except so, for Mjolnir. Uh, so anyway, so cat, so the the cat moment, right? So he he grabs it, he catches it, super epic. But I think what was even more epic than that was his cap Thor combos, right? So whenever he he you know he does the Mjolnir, you know, twirl, uppercuts him, and then he throws it about off of him, catches it. But then whenever he hits Thanos with the shield, right? Mm-hmm. And the shield bounces off and he smacks the shield with the hammer and then hits it <laughs> off of him. Like that whole, there's like that whole combo. It reminded me of like uh, that Marvel Alliance game. Do you guys yeah. remember that game where you like formed your, your team and then you could like do combos depending on like what your, uh, your team members were. You had like, yeah. the, if you had cap and Iron Man on the same team, he could, you could have cap hold his shield and you could bounce the laser, yeah. the Iron Man laser off of him. Like just like those combo moves, you know, kind of the callback to um, Infinity War and just everybody kind of teaming up. But then earlier in that fight before, you know, Cap gets his ass beat and they all kind of just get torn up whenever uh, Tony puts that thing on his back, like his arc reactor kind of opens up on his back and he's like, Thor hit me. And it like hits and he shoots the lightning into it and it kind of just like engulfs all of uh, Tony's uh, arc beams. Like the, those those moments are just so cool. Whenever they do the, the 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 combos between each other, you know, or like Spidey, whenever he picks up the gauntlet, right, and he's he, and he ca- catches a ride off of uh, Mjolnir, yeah. and then like gets passed off to like he's hanging on to Valkyrie, and it's like well, all of those little. You're skipping the the best part when he like okay, taps the part and he goes like auto kill, and then the yeah. fucking legs just <laughs> 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 yeah yeah just everybody. Pound of bodies, just like a mound. <laughs> so let me ask really quick: If oh, you would yeah. ever imagine seeing Spider-Man 
flying on Mjolnir, holding the Infinity Gauntlet, riding a Pegasus. Would that have ever been? I, guess, <laughs> I, need, I need a tattoo of that on my back right now. <laughs> right? I would yeah. go with you to get that. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Oh, we all heard it here. Let's make it happen. Let's we all, we all need it. to have that. Yeah, we just need to put our backs together and it just be one big mural. <laughs> one big scene. To... Who gets the peg? Right, I want to be in. The, I want to be in the middle with Spider-Man's head. <laughs> or no, 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 no. I take the back. I'll take his crotch since I'm big dick Spider-Man. Hey, I don't know. Hey, I think hey. uh, now I think we should do it on our chest, and he can have the nipple as like his like head. Okay, well, that's funny. This went down. Um, yeah. So so other other really awesome moments, right? Let's call let's call out some rapid fire uh, moments. Professor Hulk, awesome. Professor yes, Hulk, Jack's just theory just ran into the dirt. <laughs> Wait, which theory? The one that oh, of Loki. Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, Loki being dead. R.I.P. I mean, it, look the the best part about like these movies and in our shows and the things that we theorize is the fact that we like we talk about them, we come up with these like crazy theories, and then you know we we watch and like, oh cool, it wasn't that predictable that we were able to figure it oh, out. Exactly. I am I am so happy that. Out of every time that I've ever theorized about things like Westworld, Game of Thrones, like Avengers type stuff, like I'm always wrong and I'm so happy because (laughs) if I ever walk into the movie theater and they have what I just theorized, I'm like, well, shit. Like but I, I saw that coming. I was kind of yeah. expecting that. Like, no, I, I want yeah. them. Oh like, my god, these are professional yeah. paid writers. They need to be coming up with better shit than my goofy ass over here. Great, great <laughs> moment, Professor Professor Hulk Smash. Ah. <laughs> 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 Professor Hulk Dab. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I want to know. I want to know oh, what Thanos is. I want to know what Thanos' double sword is made out of. All right, to just crunch Dude. through the shield like that. Thanos is a beast. Like, I think they made him a little bit too strong. Then he was so strong without the gauntlet. It makes me wonder Captain why. Captain yeah, Marvel. why? No, 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 no. Hold on. He had he took on Captain Marvel with the gauntlet though. Yeah, he had all, all he had all six stones six. in doing? the gauntlet. Yeah, but I mean, he was um, he, strong though, man. He was no, like, he was strong without it, right? So, like, I think the way they did it was that he was in his prime fighting days, yeah. his conquering days, and he was at like at his peak strength and yeah, he was the, the titan right he's like the mad titan he is strong without the gauntlet right and you know the the likes of thor and you know cap and iron man even three on one he was just like that strong i think that if had they been at full strength like yeah they just had a building dropped on them first of all i think yeah. that if they're at full strength uh, you know full energy i don't think that they the three of them lose you also have depressed and fat Thor, you're right? So he's not 100%. Compared to when God he came into in Wakanda, chat. like Thor yeah. coming into Wakanda for the first time with Stormbreaker. Yeah. Was, oh my God. Ever that was as like, a Thor fan. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, the reaction so awesome. times, like, you know, Iron Man shooting off like 12 beams at a time. Captain Thor's, you know, launching Mjolnir and shield attacks. And, you know, Thor's doing his normal badass fat Thor things. <laughs> And like, but it wasn't Thanos as strong. Though, I think like, none of them were. Eh, again, like and it's five years even, off of not fighting anybody. So even still, he he was real. Even like before then, like he he was still made out to be a lot stronger than because uh, he was he's more he was more of a mastermind to me than an actual. Like, no, no, no. He's always been no. He's always been a, a huge a huge fighter. Like he's he a combat no, and, and fights in his that, own battles. Yeah, like he his, his brilliance and like is how he is how I feel he became. You know. 
uh, the it is mortal enemy. But it it is, and that's true. But it's also combined with the fact that like he was going in himself and getting dirty his and military prowess was like his thing. Like he was known. Oh my to be god! Actor, Let, let's talk about you know Dad bought a, a Thanos at the end there wearing that you know like white shirt recliner farmer's <laughs> outfit and like you know just enjoying his days picking some fruit. My man was doing the damn thing. Farmer Joe. <laughs> there were so many, there were so many like amazing one-liners though. Like, you know, whenever Tony called uh, Rocket, like whenever he sees Rocket, he's like, Ratchet. up until this mo- very moment, I thought you were a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he called him Ratchet, like from Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, he was Ratchet and stuff. Clank, yeah. Oh my God. And the outfit changes too. Like, you know, Rocket looked awesome. Yeah. Loved his like whole, uh, Thor's gut was out the entire movie. I just love, God, the big Lord. Lebowski reference, the, the 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 big Lebowski references. Yeah, it was just so like I, insane. I, I, oh, and the I, Captain I Marvel the, hairdo, great. The oh, that was the call callback to her actual. Yeah, um, loved it. Her actual comic character. Yeah, which, for sure. Shout out to Nicole. That's her favorite character, I think, and she absolutely loved. Like she likes uh, Brie Larson. Um, and and Brie Larson I understand. Anyway, but, yeah, and I understand why Captain Marvel came at the last moment. Obviously, she destroyed the, the ship in one. And like one thing, but again, even like with Stan- Thanos being able to hold the Infinity Gauntlet, he was focusing on something else. And like, I, again, it was just like, it seemed uh, very, very, uh, very. Well, remember, that was exactly how everything needed to happen in order for them to win. Yeah. Um, Reference. And that's why it was like that. I, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the big Lebowski references oh. for Thor. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's you, you guys will probably all agree with me. I'm sorry, I completely forgot one of my most favorite scenes was the uh, the reverse intro to Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're oh, yeah. watching Starlord <laughs> dancing yeah. and he's singing. Yeah, and it's just quiet. Just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and is he always like, this much of an idiot? No, he's like, a, he's like, so he's kind of an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they just hit him and drop the him. Face. Poor guy. He did ruin everything. Yeah, that. Yeah, all of the the dropbacks in time were were so cool because it was either something like that that was hilarious, or you had them sneaking around in the New York City fight, which was awesome as well because you had the America's ass line, you had the Hell Hydra line. You had, Dude, that was so good. I thought, right. he was gonna, I thought he was going to beat everybody up like in uh, oh, yeah. that was Civil War or, or Winter Soldier or whatever. Yeah, that was whenever my favorite he, But the, what's funny about that, though, about them doing that, is that there's an actual comic line, and I'm sure you guys know, where he actually turned out to be uh, Hydra. a Hydra agent. Yeah. yeah. And Captain America was like a secret, a secret agent the whole time, which is just so silly. But I swear, whenever he walked in there and you saw the guy that becomes Crossbones, you're like, oh damn, this is that scene again. Like he's in the elevator. Yeah. He's about to, he, gentlemen. I like when he <laughs> wait, 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 did he have a supervillain name? Crossbones. Crossbones. Yeah, he was in uh, Civil War at the beginning. He's the yeah. one. That, oh, that's he's right. The one that up. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. My bad. Um, Scarlet Witch had the awesome moment at the end where Bro, she's like, she's you know, amazing. she's she's about to like light it, light his ass up, and she's he's like. Thanos. And he's like, I don't even know you. And Who she's the like, Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, just the ladies coming at the end. Oh, yeah. that, okay. All right. That that was going to be one of my least favorite moments. Scenes. Of course, I, I was okay. going to I was going to talk to you about that too. So here's here's the thing, and 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 anybody that's not anybody that's not a feminist will 100 agree. Like Nicole sees that, and she absolutely rolls her eyes. Like it's unnecessary, right? 
because you, it's what all you're doing in that moment is like being like, okay, we're making this a point to show like, where were the guys? Why did all of the females just happen to walk right up whenever she was like, she's not alone. Okay. Yeah. She's not alone. There's a hundred allies around. What do you mean? Yes. Of course she's not alone. Jack. Well, there's no reason to have that. Like one little like woman empowerment. No, there isn't because there's the, the most powerful Avenger is Captain Marvel is a woman. There's no reason to have a little like women's women's empowerment moment where all the women the women superheroes get together and go yeah let's kick some ass. No, it's like, they're already all it's, kicking a, ass. it's it's basically a, a little throw to the fact that they may be doing an A force, which is the whole like. That's a, but that's a brand new thing as of right now. That's a, that hasn't even been rumored, and now it's being rumored because of that one little scene. I yeah, mean, so that could cool. have been what what they had going on. No, it, it was gosh, like, I don't I don't think so. I, I think it was. I think it was to be. Uh, it's a hundred percent of a feminist little women empowerment. Oh, we're gonna have our movement. She's not alone. All us strong, independent women are here too. Yeah, and all the guys are too. I don't. I, I disagree, I don't but yeah, I I I didn't think one way or another I, with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I watched it and was like, oh god, this ruined the movie. I'm saying like, okay, <laughs> it's I'm your rolling least favorite eyes, part like, of the movie. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say it was my least favorite part. I said it was a just a it was a moment that was just kind of like, Ugh, okay, okay, whatever. It was, it was, it was, like, it was unnecessary. Little, is what Jack's saying. I just it was cool like all the little girls that are watching it, something to like be like, oh, cool, because like 90 percent of it's for like little boys most of the time because most of the main characters are male. See, see, I don't know though because again, like they, they've introduced so many strong female characters over the years I just think alongside it was for that of the males. Just for like that the, scene. I, I don't know. But either way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought I thought Black Widow did a great job about that, you know, going forward. I mean, you had the scene uh, um, in Iron Man 2 where she just literally takes out every single guard between her and the... Uh, and the target, and then what, what was it? The first Avengers, where uh, she pretends to play hostage. Oh, I just meant for like, this movie. Yeah. and talks on the phone, and then the just entire thing. No, I mean, let's be real. Black Widow has been useless for the past ten years. But, <laughs> let's be honest. What do you mean, dude? She's she's the most powerful Avenger. Oh wait, that's okay. a different female. I mean, she she didn't have she she's never meant to have any superpowers, right? She didn't have any kind. No, of, of course not. No, no, no. She's super spy, super <laughs> spy extraordinaire. Oh my god! Uh, I, I had to take pleasure in the uh, Hawkeye in Japan thing. Right, that was that, was, that yeah. was such a cool scene. They have a very famous Japanese actor too, who played um, yeah, I think it was Toshiro or something like that, Nakajima or something. That sword was, is fucking dope. It's my boy oh, Ronan. So cool. He's one of my favorite favorite like branch uh, series in the comics. But um, so good. Yeah, super do you want to talk about what we didn't like then? Now that we're kind of yeah. going into that, mm-hmm. yeah, we can break into that. I mean. The main thing that I would say I didn't like would be that it ended. Um, (laughs) I was super disappointed when it ended because I just I could be there for another you know twelve or thirteen days just watching it. But um, I mean, if I had to pick anything I didn't like, was just um, maybe that. Actually, I don't. I don't really know what I would say that like really like off put me, other than the fact that you know. Some of, like, I just hated seeing like, you know some of our favorite comic book characters. Like we know that we're not going to ever see them again in the same way we're going to. Like I'm a huge Captain America fan, and it was just sad knowing that you know he's no longer going to be. There's no not going to be any more Captain America movies. And then obviously like Iron Man disappearing. I always love Iron Man's little cameos and Spider Man and stuff like that. And knowing that he's no longer in the universe technically is kind of upsetting. So like yeah. I wouldn't say least far like. 
mad that like the movie was bad at any point. Like I don't have any least favorite in that sense. I'm just like more of like a fan stance. Like I'm, I'm just kind of bummed out about a couple things, but I mean, there's not much you can do on that side because yeah. I, mean, I, you know, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like Captain America is going to be the, uh, the main character in, uh, you know, the next grand Torino movie. Well, <laughs> Get off my lawn. I mean, they do have old man cap comic series, but he, uh, He's just like the. He's pretty much just pull, like does like the Fury role. He just kind of oversees Shield. But, yeah. But Chris Evans. I, I, don't, I, I doubt it. He, he looked like stuff. he lived too much of a of a. Um... So he, he slow danced a little too much. Yeah. One too many. And years. I know. I know. Jack's. Uh, you know, body and heart are just you know turning as they're doing time travel. Just Ugh. you know what? I, I do. I will say that one of my favorite moments, and I'm going to claim everything that I can claim on this two weeks ago we had a time travel episode and i told both of you yeah how full of shit all of the movies were and how none of it made sense and then bruce effing banner one of the smartest people in the marvel universe literally said almost word for word everything that i said about those movies and why they don't make sense and i was i literally was in the theater like Ha! <laughs> I told you. I was like, oh my I God. am smart as Bruce Banner. So. <laughs> and they start listing off movies and they're like, you know, Back to the Future, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. <laughs> all of that shit. They were all like listing all of the things. And then he literally goes through and was like, oh yeah, this is why it doesn't work. Because you you're going to end up with time loops and then this and then multiple realities. And so th- things, that, just, things that don't make sense. And I was like, this is absolutely amazing <laughs> yeah so uh-huh. i i for me um and i wouldn't say it was anything that was wrong with the movie it's just me maybe the path that they decided to take with it going from thor ragnarok jump straight into um infinity war that thor ragnarok was freaking amazing like Thor was at basically some of his prime on, you know, discovering new powers. And then you had um, Hulk just being an absolute monster, just crushing everything. And I mean, which, um, which movie was it when uh, Iron Man says, oh, we have a Hulk? Was that um, the first the Avengers? First, first Avengers, yeah. Yeah, where it was like Hulk was the dude – jumping and smashing and kicking ass with everything and then like i mean we had theories that he wasn't even the hulk in infinity Mm -hmm. wars because of how he wasn't able to participate mark ruffalo still carries the character so good and made him fun and enjoyable you know and he was able to use the hulk buster and then in this one like he served his purpose doing what he did and, and professor hulk is a cool character but at the same time like that fight I mean, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man needed a fucking Hulk <laughs> like, yeah. by their side. Like, it was, mm-hmm. I have loved watching Hulk rage the fuck out and just beat the shit out of everything that he can possibly get his hands on. Like, that has been fun. And only getting, I mean, we did get a little bit of that because we got some of the, you know, the New York scene from the first Avengers where he was fucking crushing. Dude, he was going dude. nuts. He was going nuts there. He like killed those things yeah. underneath. He didn't just like take them out. He just like smashes them and then stomps on them. Smash them 30 feet under the ground. Like that's the Hulk that I know and love. Like, yes, 
Professor Hulk is cool, but I don't love him the way that I love psycho mad raging Hulk. I wanted some of that. So that is that is definitely something that I missed in this and you know, wish I could have I could have got to see more, but at the same time, yeah. I mean holy crap. You had I mean, freaking Black Panther was killing it. Spider-Man doing his auto kill. (laughs) You had Strange in there doing it. Like, there was so many cool people doing cool moves that, yeah. Like, it it wasn't like in when I was watching the movie that I was like, damn, wish Hulk was here. You know, but after, like, looking back on it, like, damn, I miss him. He's, He's always been so cool. And, like, I don't know what the future holds for him in the position that yeah. he's at now. So I, I would have liked to have seen a Hulk uh, Thanos rematch too. Oh yeah. I mean, I they was so disappointed literally with that 10 fight. seconds in infinity wars. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, he's done. Like, no, the Hulk is the one dude that you would be able to expect to be able to go, you know, tit for tat yeah. with him. Cause in like the first Avengers movie, all of my goosebumps moments were with the Hulk. Like when the Hulk yeah. jumps on the building and then starts, you know, smacking everything on the wall. Mm, and then he's yeah. like, and then he punches Thor and smacks Loki back mm-hmm. and forth. Like those were like some of my favorite Goosebumps movies. And uh, it, it was it it didn't really have much of that for the Hulk. And since then, yeah. Caleb, what about you? What's one of your least favorites? I went first, so I kind of told that like the like how it ended and stuff. But I definitely oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah, the yeah. minority yeah, right. that uh I liked I liked uh, Professor Hulk more than normal Hulk. The only reason being is I like guessed it before the movie. Yeah. And it made oh, me happy yeah. that I was right. And I just <laughs> I thought it was cool in the comics when it was the Professor Hulk line. Because he just adds so much like unfortunately in the movie he used the Infinity Stone before the or the Infinity Gauntlet before the battle and kind of like messed up his whole arm and stuff, so he couldn't fight, which I That's... am disappointed I didn't get to see a Thanos Hulk rematch. because um, mm-hmm. I thought Professor Hulk rematch, he would have been more calculated and would have just uh had a good yeah. like a he would have messed him up pretty good. But unfortunately, uh he kinda took that mantle to try to you know, bring everybody back, which he did. So really he's the one who won the fight for everybody. Cause he brought everybody back. So, yeah. And I, I kind of actually disagree with you there. Um, and that's actually leads to like one of my couple least favorite moments. There was too much foreshadowing, you know, as like, as you know, the Hulk goes, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden the gauntlet, you know, grows and the only superhero whose hand is as big as Thanos's to fit the entire gauntlet over the hand. I was kind of like, okay, I, I, I kind of see what's going on. And like, and when it feels rushed, you know, especially in the beginning from when they time traveled, it it just kind of felt like they were going from step. Okay. This is how they learn how to time travel. You know, Oh, here's Ant-Man. We'll throw in some family stuff to kick it in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, let's let's have Captain America and Tony go back in time. Let's have Tony meet his dad again. I love seeing real life Jarvis. By the way, that was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. that was great. Well, um, Tony but then, had to meet his dad and be able to get some of that. I think because of closure. what was going to happen to him. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. again. But it just it uh, the things just felt rushed. It, it felt like it was rushed until they tried to fit as much as they could into an hour and a half. To get to like, you know, things started to slow down when they time traveled, and that's when that's when you know you you started to see more movie elements instead of it just being like, all right, guys, we need to make sure this gets done before this. And again, don't get me wrong, you know, the movie, the whole movie was great. 
just some elements, you know, felt rushed on it. And again, like the foreshadowing to make everything line up. And I know that's kind of like the Doctor Strange theorem, you know, like everything has to happen this way in order for who knows what would have happened if, you know, Hulk didn't put on the gauntlet or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just like, and again, Ant-Man just getting annihilated and coming back unscathed. Um, well, I think I think that that moment in general was the, the reason that they did it that way was because like he the way they explained it was that as soon as it hits, you know, he shrinks and is not, you know, and is able to not take all that damage because the next time you see him, he's like really small. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get and I and I get that. But it's it, it's still like um, that. But like it like again the cap or the professor Hulk putting on the gauntlet making it fit the exact size of Thanos. i know it's like a nano suit type gauntlet that can fit to the hand of the user but it didn't shrink as soon as soon as he took it off and it never did shrink until then um and again like i don't even think thanos visited the uh um the satellite where uh or the dwarf uh smithy by then i don't think right no i don't uh, think he visited it by then oh i don't know I think he visited it because I think it showed it in a one part of the movie where with the gauntlet and everything happening. Yeah, the end yeah, scene of uh, Age of Ultron is when uh, the gauntlet is shown for the first time. Right. So it would yeah. have been it would have been after that. After it would have been back. after after when Thanos came back, like the Thanos that they fought wouldn't have had the gauntlet yet. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. He, right, he wouldn't right, have had. Right. He wouldn't have had. So they needed to have a way to get it to fit. You know, onto yeah, Thanos course, to make it seem. I, mean, I don't know. I don't find that being a problem, considering he has a literally a Hulk Buster suit that can adjust and change that. I mean, just to do anything. Yeah, yeah. it's it's whatever. Like that didn't bother. I mean, me at he all. also. I mean, he has that technology, no problem. Because I mean, his nanotech suit adapted to fit the stones on his own hand. Like, yeah. So. yeah, but, but, later. What yeah. but what I'm saying is, is like you know, the gauntlet could have shrunk. He could have, you know, made it to where there's it no didn't reason. fit. There's no reason for it, it because it, it like broke. <laughs> it almost it almost broke on his hand, like. You know what I mean? It was, it's not a thing of, you know, uh, it would have shrunk back down because on the Hulk's hand, it like almost fried because it fried his arm at the same time. And that's what, that's yeah. what happened. So, if we, I mean, of course it's going to be like that size. I would, I would assume uh, for me though, I really, I didn't really have like a least favorite or like, you know, not favorite moments. I had a couple moments where like I rolled my eyes and it was like, okay, you know, that's kind of unnecessary or maybe it just wasn't explainable. So like, you know, whenever they go to to uh, Thanos' planet, they go to the garden and they kill him. Right before they kill him, Nebula tells um, them that Gamora was killed, uh, you know, on uh, Vormir. Yeah. Um, sacrificing for the Soul Stone, right? So they were all given that info. And then Natasha and... Uh, um, Hawkeye go to Vormir to get the stone with no knowledge of the fact that one of them is going to have to die. Like, yeah, it, well, it's like, they, being... like they completely, like they completely missed the part where she told them that, like they went there without any clue. Well, and, and I, then they're I like, Oh shit. So, so what she says is that, um, because I think that she tells Quill about it, that she says that Thanos went there. No, no, no. There. It's in Endgame, in Endgame, yeah. she says it. Well, and she says all, that and, Thanos the went there with Gamora and he comes back with the Soul Stone. So they don't know she doesn't I mean, know the exact process. I mean, know. these people are these people are superheroes. They're not idiots. Yeah. Like they're smart. 
He went there with Gamora, came back with the Soul Stone, not with Gamora. No offense. Like, that's pretty obvious. Hawkeye was I mean, with him in that encounter. And someone had to though. die. Someone had to die to get the Soul Stone. You couldn't. The only way that you could have is literally travel back to the point where Thanos got it and then teleport right out. That would have been the only way to get it. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, so they went there with that, without, you know, with seemingly without that knowledge and then were surprised by it. And then one of them had to die for it. And I just, I like the meme that said they should have just thrown, Hawkeye should have just thrown his bow in there. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, and then of course, uh, just Nebula being able to put on a stripe. And completely just <laughs> <to> change it. <laughs> she just completely just fools them all. We're in a superhero world where that kind of shit happens constantly. So I will I let that say, slide. There, like, there, there's <laughs> gods of thunder running amok. I can I can dispend my belief that someone put on a thing to look exactly like another thing. That's that's fine. And then she brings in she says and she brings in that massive ship that just enters the atmosphere orbits above the Avengers headquarters and no governments of the world no shield no nothing well they haven't even sends them an alert about, uh like they didn't touch on any of that stuff so i'm hoping they do in spider-man or something cuz they had no like they didn't say anything about shield cuz pretty much natasha was running shield it seemed like at, yeah it looked look like so but she definitely uh, talk about stockholm syndrome that uh well again knows. like Again, like, you know, half the population did. There was definitely, you know, a lot of looting. People weren't living their normal lives. I mean, Captain America was running a freaking, you know, depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Support. He was running a support group. Yeah. Which is interesting because that's what um, Sam was doing whenever he got Sam to play Falcon. Yeah. So it's a kind of a flip flop there and why he was fit to play Captain America. Um, but no, going going back to my like the things that I didn't like. So that was a big thing. I just didn't that didn't really make much sense that they went there and did that. The time travel thing, they did it as best they could, but at the end of the day, like the one Captain America version of Captain America is now stuck in a time loop. No matter how they try to explain it away, it's it, it is he's stuck. Yeah, he's always gonna go, he's always gonna go to the you know he's gonna go through Endgame, get to the point where he goes back in time to reset the stones, and then he stays there and becomes old well, to go sit in the park for them. Where- yeah, and, and like, again, when, um, uh, what do you call it? When she was on her deathbed, she had a picture of her husband, the, his wife or her. Yeah. He, she had a picture of, uh, her, uh, her husband on the uh, table with her. Um, yeah, but he went back before that. I mean, he goes back. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it's there. a loop. It always happens. That's what you yeah. said. So no matter right, what right, happens, right. Captain America would have been her husband the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. So then, but of course, you know, in the movie, uh, I think it is Winter Soldier where he goes and finds her at the dementia clinic or something. Um, the picture of yeah. her, her and it her would husband. Have been, it would have been Steve there in the picture. Yeah. And he just wouldn't have been there that day. But I mean, either way, like that, that, that kind of thing. I mean, they did it as best they could. They explained it as best they could. And they did it to the point where it like, it made sense if you don't try to really break it down. And yeah. that's fine. I mean, it's the same um, way that all the other like time track, like I yeah. love all so many time travel movies like all the ones that they named in there as far as back to the future bill and ted's bogus adventure hot tub time machine terminator i love all those movies like (laughs) i'm able to just go okay whatever time travel yeah i understand your concept of it i can follow the storyline enough to know what's going on here like i don't have to believe that the time travel works if you're saying that it goes by this rule in your universe (laughs) then it does like we're all yeah I mean, these these are imaginary universes that yeah, unless they say this is normal universe, this is Earth, and we abide by all rules of physics and gravity and you know whatnot, 
And then if someone starts doing something weird like flying, you're like, all right, why is he flying? Because I thought we were like living in a real world. So like here we have a fantasy world. They say, hey, these are our laws that we're going to abide by in time travel. It's like, okay, yeah, I can deal with that. The, my my one issue is the fact with um, with Captain America going back and living a normal life. Like how many times have superheroes gone – I'm going to stop being a superhero. I'm going to live a normal life and I'm just going to sit by and see th- crazy shit's going to happen in the world and I'm not going to get involved with it. See, like, and I would completely agree with you, Josh. Mm-hmm. However, the time traveling made it a point to where he traveled far enough back in time where he was able to live a normal life with her. And at that time, Captain America wasn't as popular as he was, you know. I'm not saying as popular. I'm saying saying as he got older. And there's a bank robbery happening across the street. You think he's not going to go kick down some doors? No, he's not going to because he's living in a timeline where there is a Captain America. There's a Steve Rogers who is Captain America. Yeah, but still, I'm saying that's in his heart. It's in his heart to be a hero. That's why he was chosen to be Captain America. And he is. To be able to turn the cheek and not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you not seen The Incredibles? Uh, yeah. Yes, the Disney Pixar movie. Yeah. Who, who's to say he didn't don a burglary mask and, you know, knock him out on the outside and then left him alone? Yeah, he and probably if he does that, he's not living a normal life. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, you, we don't know what he did that. But he, think... became, he became unrecognizable by age. He grew up with her. No one recognized Captain America anymore because he aged. Probably got a haircut or something. Didn't dress up normal. You know, maybe grew out his beard a little bit more. You never know. No, he was living. He he was able to live a normal life because he's living in a in a in a in a timeline where he is already playing Captain America. He knows that another version of himself is doing all of those things, so he can be at peace and be like, "I am helping. I'm over there. That's just double me." Yeah, well, I think I, I think what that. Josh is talking about is like the small things, like you know, a lady gets her purse robbed or something like that. And like, if I mean, Captain, I mean, America he's always going to be Captain America. He's always going to be the good citizen, like no matter what. Yeah, I'm sure he's done some good Samaritan things and probably helped out every now and again while he was growing up, but nothing to the point of. I wanted to know if he had kids or anything. Well, no, I think about like w- the way that uh, Tony is with Pepper. That she's constantly like, "Look, this isn't your fight. Let's try to have a normal life." And Tony's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's have a normal life." And something happens, and he's like, "Uh, babe, I, fuck, I gotta go." Like, that's how I feel like Cap okay. would almost Piper be. Piper was not like that at all, this movie. Piper no. was like, you're not going to be able to rest if you... First of all, I don't know who Piper is, but... Uh, sorry, uh, it's Piper. Sorry. Rescue Armor was awesome. Oh, um, yes. But getting, going, going, back to, going back to my, my final part of my least favorite things, mm-hmm. Jesus, um, the way that they uh, didn't really explain the ramifications of bringing back half the universe... After five years. <laughs> so so get this, right? So figure this part out for me. So they didn't change time. They didn't go back in time, yeah. right? They, they, time went forward five years, okay? And then they brought everybody back. So five years has passed on the earth. Mm-hmm. Why is Peter Parker still in high school? With his friend being the same, age. with his friend being the same exact age, <laughs> you got to take some think creative license. You have to take some creative license on that. So obviously, they're going to make everyone that he knows got snapped. And and a couple things: everybody was brought back to the same point they disappeared. So what about someone on an, uh, a pilot 
or cut or you know passengers <laughs> right? on an airplane. It's whole <laughs> airplane. But of even people still, no even, airplane. even still, that like we're talking about a five years in the future on a war in just Earth, not on, yeah. not let alone the entire universe. You know, people are brought back all of a sudden. You know, your husband has already moved on and is living with somebody else. You're, you're oh, maybe you have. Yeah, you're, you have you have people that have kids already. You know, you, you these people mourn the fact that they lost their loved ones, right? And five years is a long time. That's a yeah. long time to like try to get over somebody being gone, right? You saw Ant Man. He goes back to his house and finds his daughter. He doesn't even recognize her. She's a teenager. Yeah, you know, so the last time he, she sees her, she's like you know what eight and you know seven eight years old, and then now she's you know thirteen fourteen. So, or maybe she looks like she was older, but like I mean, how they didn't explain any of that they just snap all these people back into existence which is great everybody's alive again all the avengers can show up and we can defeat thanos but the ramifications of bringing back half the universe to a universe that's been living without them for five years <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous and it actually goes more to, towards thanos because now all of a sudden you have absolute chaos people yeah. that don't have food jobs money like they don't have homes to live their loved ones have moved on their loved ones are dead like all of this stuff and yeah. they're just kind of like, eh. Well, no big <laughs> deal. Technically, because Spider-Man's the last movie of Phase Three, from what they said, so I'm yeah. assuming there'll be some kind of coverage in that. And then I would imagine too. I mean, I don't know who watches it, but uh, Agents of Shield is going to cover that as well. Most of like the ground floor stuff. So, okay, interesting. Because it just mean, would be a lot of awkward conversations slash oh, a lot no, of chaos. No doubt. A lot like, of, I honestly, I hadn't thought about problem. a lot of that. I have after the fact. I'm like, wait. I literally thought of the same thing. Like, I'm like, what if you come back, but your husband didn't, and then they're like remarried and have kids already? Yeah, yeah. Or, or I mean, like again, like again, you're in an airplane. You got whisked away while you're in the. Well, airplane. see, I don't, I don't necessarily think they came back in the same. No, in the same place. They never mentioned like uh, because like I think because think, think about it like look, look think about no think about what's what Spider Man said. He said. He when he talks to Tony, he he like rushes and says all this stuff. He's like, I, I was there, and then I was in this place, and 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 Doctor Strange was there, and he and he said we had to wait, and then he said that it was time to go, and then we're and then we walked through, and now we're here. It's you know, he did that, like that whole thing. Yeah. You know, he, it wasn't five years for them. Yeah, it's my point. Like it he, wasn't five years yeah, for them. He thought he got they knocked just, out. Yeah, we skipped time pretty much. They he just, was like, yeah. yeah, I got knocked out, and when I woke up, you know, it was with was Doctor Strange, and he said we had to go, and now now we're here. Like it was like they were inside the Soul Stone. Everybody was all together. And now like, they open up the portals and everybody walks through. I like the theory that Thanos never actually killed anyone. He actually made a separate universe for the other half and then have them live on it. <laughs> um, I mean, he says that he, he destroyed half the planet is what he said. So, Yeah, well, technically half that the been universe. would have been a smarter idea. Yeah, half the universe, yeah. But Thanos was doing this for the greater good of all people. But the thing is, he, but he also destroyed all half of everything half of every living animal which still gives yeah. half of you know stuff to live off of so it's literally useless you're just giving us half of everything which is still going to be chaos we're still not going to have enough food for the population that we have so yeah it's they, i don't think they get i mean and obviously they're not going to cover that stuff because that stuff in the greater scheme of you know this huge yeah. battle and this epic moment that it doesn't have any weight right yeah. but mm. it's just when you actually look at it in the in the terms of this entire 10-year arc you know they were so concerned with you know the whole reason for civil war and why they they wrote out the the wachovia accords and you know having them everybody sign and split sides was because of this casualty to human life and, and, you know, the collateral damage thing, you know, when Scarlet Witch throws crossbones up in the air before he explodes and kills all those people in the building, it becomes this huge, 
you know, oh, now look what you guys are doing. You know, you, you know, the, you dropped, uh, you know, dropped half the earth over, you know, in uh, age of Ultron and, you know, aliens coming from space and Avengers and yeah. yada, 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 all of this collateral damage throughout all these movies. And, you know, it's a, it's a problem. Right. And then, you know, in this movie, it's like, well, you lose, ha- you lose, you lose, and, and everybody, half the universe dies. Then you win, half the universe comes back to a world that's now going to be even more chaotic because yeah. there's been an entire invasion from another planet, plus all of the, the rebuilding that's gone on. Like, it's just a lot of, um, you know. Well, again, it's because, it's because Earthlings still think that they're the, they think they're the dominant species in in the universe they're not considering you know uh, like again thanos would have got the gems without the avengers he would have wiped everybody out without you know them being a part of it yeah he didn't even have to like he again like the, the gems didn't even have to be on earth they just happened to be on earth and so you know he snaps his fingers and you know there goes half the planet without them knowing anything yeah because again it could have been the avengers on a on quasadot six or whatever freaking planet. And all the Avengers are aliens. <laughs> and they're all fighting their own battle. And then, you know, Thanos wins, snaps his fingers, and then, oh, there goes Earth. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, we've kind of bounced around all these different moments and, and you know, favorite and, and not favorite. Real quick, let's do let's do a fire drill of, we'll go down the list, and your favorite movie and why it's your favorite movie. And we're talking about out of the 22 movies from phase one to phase three, right? Uh, Caleb, what's your favorite and why? Um, so I'm not going to go with Endgame just because it's so fresh and it's a cop-out answer. My favorite of all time would be Thor Ragnarok. Um, one, mm-hmm. because Thor is my favorite character. And two, the way it was shot, it was so perfectly done between uh, funny, comedy, uh, callbacks. Just It was like the perfect, like for me, it was like probably the perfect movie comic book movie as a Thor fan um, seeing, you know, planet Hulk, all those things kind of mashed into one. It was, to me, it was the best writing and movie of all the Marvel ones um, mm-hmm. for sure. Other than, I mean, obviously Endgame was amazing. And then um, side note is uh, the guardians of the galaxy too. I really like that. Like the guardian of the galaxy series just in general, I really like yeah, as well. Yeah. So that'd be mine. Okay. Nice. This is why uh, Caleb's my friend. <laughs> Josh, what about you? <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. I I think that last time we had the Marvel discussion, um, that those those were my two. I think that I leaned a little bit more towards Guardians, um, as my my number one. Mainly, I think what I like about that is you have there was a whole new set of characters that I honestly was not familiar with at all. I did not grow mm-hmm. up with them. Like they were completely new and introduced to me for the first time when I saw the movie and I was yeah. blown the fuck away. Like they all are incredible. Peter Quill has this incredible storyline that's uh, amazing, you know, um, ups and downs. He's a great character. Then you have Gamora and her storyline is fantastic. You got Drax going like, you know, from this just crazy mad killer to having some of the funniest freaking lines in all of Marvel history. Like, how long have you been standing there? For an hour. <laughs> I've mastered the ability. And perfectly still. That I've become a golden natural 20 on my And stuff. then, yeah, freaking Groot and Rocket. 
And I mean, those guys have been so, I mean, like name a character in any TV or movie that was as good as Groot. Like (laughs) a character that, that literally can't say anything other than make noises or say his own name, but made you fall in love with him. The only the only thing that comes to to the top of my head is Chewbacca from Star Wars. Yeah. Which if you're side by side with Chewbacca from Star Wars, you've done a good job. <laughs> like yeah. I mean he is the God tier sidekick. Like the, it it doesn't get any better than that. So like yeah. Groot fell into that category. So you had so many good aspects of guardians that um that was just blown away with that but yeah i gotta say freaking thor ragnarok is just an hour and a half of fucking fun just kick ass (laughs) viking badass fun yeah luch what about you um guardians of the galaxy was definitely uh definitely one of my favorites um the first one yeah, it really, really was. Uh, I I thought you know Quill was a, a really good. Um, it, Chris Pratt played the best Star Lord ever, just like how Robert Downey Jr. is the only person who can play Iron Man. You know, Chris Evan, Captain America, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a lot of people, you know, you said Marvel, so you know Deadpool got to be in there. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is you know Ryan Reynolds will they. There's no one else who can play Deadpool. You know, you you look at your imagination and that's all you see. Um, but in terms of like my all-time favorite Marvel movie has to go to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is probably my favorite hero um, in the Marvel Universe. One, because um, again, like his introduction story was my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, I always love the hero's journey part mm-hmm. of, um, you know, a character. And while Thor... Um, Star Lord, they didn't really have one. Yeah, they kind of like had, you know, maybe like a childhood flashback or something. Only really Captain America, Iron Man. Iron Man's my second favorite hero's journey. Um, and uh, Doctor Strange, did it really show like them becoming the hero that they were? Um, and again, like, you know, physics manipulation, time manipulation. Uh, the cloak of levitation, like he's just, he's a badass dude. The ability to automatically refill Thor's beer glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's so tough. I, there's just a lot of different ways that I can like look at it. I mean, in, the infinity war, seeing everybody and the, the arc, the Thanos arc, like come into fruition. There's, I mean, infinity war is just such an amazing movie it's there's just so many amazing moments fights you know just all of that um so it's definitely up there a civil war same same thing i mean seeing you're going for like all the group movies well the group movies i i feel like uh, you know as a whole always have the best biggest moments right because you have so many different characters on screen at the same time avengers one you know whenever that came out that was that was an unbelievable milestone for me to see all of, you know, my favorite Marvel characters together. You know, when, yeah, you know what I, was it? Like seven? 
There's only yeah, like and, yeah, and there's only a few of them. I mean, I grew up watching the you know the Avengers cartoon, right, and just seeing them all, and then like that that theme song and the Avengers assemble and and all. It's just so cool to see that, and then they were on the big screen with the actors that we know. You know, and then Civil War, they get to the moment where, you know, they have to choose sides and you understand both people's point of view. You know, Cap's not willingness to, to sign the things because he, he doesn't want them to be under a, somebody's thumb and to be ruled. But then you also understand, like, Tony's side of things because, you know, there are, you know, people with powers that are dangerous that that do need to be kept in check. And, you know, you it's that struggle. And then, you know, heartbreaking to see Bucky and Cap fight iron man you know and it's just like oh yeah. and so like that's super cool but i the one that like is just so iconic and so well done acting wise screenplay is iron man is number is iron man one the very first one that started I knew, I knew the, you were gonna pick that one. the entire series off i mean looking at that movie well, didn't hulk didn't hulk come out before iron man uh they both came out in the same year oh okay but that wasn't even I, – I literally don't even count that. Even though it's technically <laughs> counted in the, yeah. in the thing, it's, it's not Hulk. It's not Mark Ruffalo. Um, and, yeah, just seeing his story put into a cinematic, there's so many great lines. His persona, you see him change from, you know, the arrogant playboy, you know, billionaire to the smart, you know, tactician that is Iron Man. Like it's – it's a very uh, amazing journey from start to finish, and really the the movie that sets up the entire timeline going forward. Yeah. Um, and without that one, you know, you wouldn't have any of the rest. No, and, and that's the thing. I mean, when it comes to like as far as as movies go, like I so strongly want to say that I don't know. Maybe I just got caught up in everything, but. I never had a movie hit me in such a way like emotionally like what Endgame did. And I mean, like to me, it's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. The way that I just screamed and cheered and had just an amazingly good time. But at the same time, the only reason I wouldn't say that it's the greatest movie of all time is because it's not a standalone movie. Where like some of the other ones, like with Thor Ragnarok, you could come in as not knowing any character and you could get through that movie just fine. Same with Guardians, same with even Iron Man 1. That's where we all started. You could watch that one from start to finish, have a good time. With Endgame, you know, there were people that were like, I got so caught up in the hype that I went to see it, but I don't really know what was going on. And it's like, yeah. So it's, it's not like... You almost have to look at Endgame as a part two of Infinity War. Like if they have, they they're almost you know, if you're going to look at that, you almost have to like look at them together as one whole package. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't even say like if you're trying to start and this is the first time you're going to watch them to start with Infinity. No, definitely not. Go, oh no, 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 no. Bare no. minimum, watch all the Avengers movies. But yeah, what what I really wish, and and that's the thing, like I I don't feel like I gave it as much respect as I needed to. Like, I really wish that over the past, like since January that I would have watched every single Marvel Marvel movie in chronological order, really preparing myself for this because I don't feel like I gave them enough respect for how much time and effort that they were going to put into this movie for me, you know, cause yeah. I feel like they killed it for me. And I was like, damn, like, I feel like I was slacking, but you guys showed up. 
Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on, move along to, you know, to the end of our, you know, our, our own arc here. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about some things that we're looking forward to. Right. So we're, we've, we're looking back on, on 11 years of this phase one, two, three. And I can literally remember being excited for every single movie in the 22 movies that have been part of the the three phases to come out, to see the next advancement, to, yeah. you know, to see where it's going, to see where it's going, you know, all the way up into Captain Marvel, you know, knowing that Captain Marvel was going to come out after infinity war, you know, because of the, the, the Nick Fury, you know, pager in the after credit yeah. scene and, and knowing, okay, now we're going to get to see Captain Marvel and then watching that. And, you know, she's a complete badass and knowing that, that she's going to be on their side, you know, to fight in Endgame, and then seeing it come to fruition. Right. So now, we're looking forward, you know, we're Marvel fans, we're movie, these, these movie fans, we're comic fans. So what are we looking forward to going forward? Like how, how are we moving on from Endgame into, you know, what's to come? Um, um, so I would say that we definitely, well, Caleb and I are, we're good to go. Cause we got Thor and the guardians of the galaxy now <laughs> here to, to at least be buddy, buddy, doing some stuff again that seems like we're going to get something from them in the future. As long as, I mean, good God, I hope I get another 10 years of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would be happy with that. So for me, you, I'm just going to, yeah. I'm definitely excited for more Spider-Man because Tom Holland, in my yeah. opinion, is my favorite Spider-Man. Um, it's up for debate, but hands down, he's my favorite. He just brings life to the character. And when I see him playing it, it just makes me happy. 100%. I feel like Spider-Man should. Um, but some kind of out there things that I'm really excited about is a lesser known comic book character that I told, I talked to you about it, Jack, is uh, Shang-Chi, yeah. who's mm-hmm. actually supposed to have his movie being made here pretty soon. Um, he's like a, a master of Kung Fu, and uh, he's part of the next phase of the Avengers and Marvel movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually really excited to see, hopefully that's portrayed well and done well. And I'm just excited to see some of the lesser known characters, you know, get their spotlight. Like I know people have their opinions on black Panther, but I'm excited for black Panther going forward. He's one of my favorite characters since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just excited to see, you know, other characters kind of shine now. I mean, unfortunately we don't get to see anymore, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, most likely those type of characters. Um, but I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for you know the possibility of Fantastic Four actually done right. I would like to see it done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Silver Surfer, Doctor Doom, Galactus, you know, possibly X Men crossovers, Deadpool crossovers, like all these things. Now that Disney has Fox, um, yeah, opens the door to pretty much anything. Any of the comic book storylines are available to be done now, even if they're just one offs, like you know Wolverine and those type of things. Just seeing those characters in the MCU now is extremely exciting. Well, yeah, I mean, and and the the thing that's been so cool about this is yes, it, it's been kind of sad to to see these guys leaving, but I mean, some of the coolest stuff has been, I mean, Ant-Man came out of nowhere and blew me away. I had the best time watching his movies and it was like, wasn't expecting them, you know, when they were talking about, okay, we're doing the Marvel universe and here's Captain America and Iron Man. And then it's like, Ant-Man, bringing this motherfucker in here you know but he's been awesome then they had you know dr strange coming in like i wasn't very familiar i mean like there was a lot of superheroes that i'm familiar with and there's still a lot that i'm not like i said with guardians 
surprised me out of nowhere. So I'm I'm looking forward to not only you know seeing some of the continuation with Thor or Spider Man and and those kind of things, but also like. Yeah, I want to see, you know, what they're planning on doing with some of these new characters. I mean, Disney and Marvel have just, they have done an incredible job that I trust them with anything. If they're like, hey, we want to do this character, yeah, do it. Like, (laughs) I will definitely go see that movie. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, just going back to kind of like touch on what uh, Caleb said, I think that now that the the Black Panther, the first movie has come out and it's kind of made its, you know, political statement. I think that the second one going forward can be a lot more uh, pointed and awesome. I, I mean, Black Panther as a character, whenever he showed up in Civil War, it was just like, oh, hot damn, like Black Panther. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, he was he was just really, really cool, you know, rivaling Captain America's speed and fighting and just he was just really, really cool. Um, so I think that that's super exciting. The X-Men, you know, crossover, now that Disney owns all that, they can say the word mutant. They can have a real Professor Xavier. Not that, you know, and obviously the X-Men movies as they were, as they stand, you know, still had the Marvel stamp on them and, you know, all of that. And they're, they, they've been good in their own right, but, you know. They're pretty, they're pretty mad. Uh, the, the newer ones, is the, the old, I'm, I'm more talking about the originals, you know, the original three. Uh, once you get into the, th- the third one, eh, it's kind of going, but like X1, X2, amazing. You know, I mean, they were just, they were super great. They launched, you know, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, and he's just been awesome in every single one that he's done, even if the writing has been terrible. Um, but, you know, back, you know, back to this, you know, things like, um, like you said, like, you know, a good Fantastic Four, a good Silver Surfer. I mean, there's a lot of Marvel characters that can be done really well. I'm, I'm super excited about Disney Plus the TV shows that are coming. So um, yeah, for they're going to be like actual series, Loki and, and the Scarlet witch and vision, the uh, Falcon and winter soldier. And to see them, cause like apparently from what they're saying, they're going to be heavily tied into the movies, right? So it's going to all be one big fleshed out universe. And if they can also get the defenders and those characters in there as well, daredevil and the punisher. I mean, there's just so many, I mean, we haven't seen a good ghost rider and ghost rider is another amazing, I mean, Nicholas Cage is, you know, he is what it is. And that first movie was entertaining, but like, I mean, a really awesome ghost rider. He's been in, I guess, agent of shield, right. They've, they've showed him and I guess it was pretty cool. So, you know, seeing those kinds of things, that's really what I'm excited for. When I was a kid and I was collecting comics and trading cards, I remember all of the different awesome X-Men, you know, Bishop, Gambit, yeah. uh, Jubilee. I mean, all of these are super awesome X-Men characters that we, we've we only really got to see like bits and pieces of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, in the latest the movie. Deadpool movie, we got Cable. Which I mean, another Josh Brolin. I don't really know how you do that because he's you know Thanos and whatever. But uh, yeah, just seeing all these crossovers and everybody come back would be really, really awesome. And I'm 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 excited for the future past what the Avengers looks like right now. Yeah. So so going back to, I it, they're definitely I think also going for the younger generation. So one of the things I'm looking for is actually an Iron Man continuation, um, with Iron Lad. I hope they don't actually do that. <laughs> uh, well, one of the reasons I think it might is because Harley Keener was at his funeral and he was the kid that I yeah, didn't recognize. In Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. And he was all grown up. And I think 
Iron Lad as Harley Keener um, would be a. Uh, you didn't like Iron Lad? You don't like Iron Lad? No, you're I not, would He's much... not like an Iron Man replacement. He, it's more like it's a, his own thing. I know. Yeah, it's a telekinetic I, armor, but it, I, no, I, still, I would much I rather just see uh, just see uh, the for now the iterations of Iron Man only being Pepper in the rescue armor. I think that's mm-hmm. the only thing that I would. Uh, no, I, I think I, I think I think Ty Simpkins would play a pretty good. Because uh, again, like you know, you got you got Tom Holland who plays you know the best Spider Man. I agree with Caleb, best Spider Man out of anybody. Um, and then as far as that goes, you know, you got the movie with um, uh, that kind of Marvel horror movie coming out with the uh, what was that with Arya playing? Oh um, uh, yeah, that that movie coming out, kind of introducing the the younger mutants and that kind of like mm-hmm. horror. What is it called? Movie. I forget. It's not it's not Inhumans. It's um. Oh shoot! Which looks great. I can't wait to see that. That looks like it's going to be an awesome movie. Yeah, it does. Um, but they're kind of introducing, like you know, the younger generation going forward, and I hope that they introduce some of the younger Avengers, um, even if it's not um, uh, a lot of them. Because I even Thor had a sidekick. Um, uh, there was that young Captain America guy who looked like a ninja. I forget what his name was. Let's get Squirrel um, Girl up in this bitch. Oh my God, Squirrel right. Girl would be. It would be awesome. But like, again, like there's a lot, there's a lot of cool heroes in the Marvel universe and it, it's really hard for them to pick who to send out and to, you to know show. Cause I really I mean, want to see who Moon Knight. Said that. Oh yeah. I but forgot I about off, him. I, I need to earlier. go back and play the Lego did you say that? Marvel game. I think it earlier. And then uh, I think I was saying it during your, your thing. And then, Somebody said something over me, so I just was like, fuck it. Uh, but yeah, Moon Knight would be good. I've always Moon wanted to see Moon Knight. He's one of my favorites. But again, like, and again, like, Captain Marvel will also be, you know, the most powerful Avenger. And I wish that they would introduce someone comparable to her power. Um, Adam, Adam Nova. Warlock. Too. I was thinking Nova. That's pretty strong. I was actually going to say Nova because Iron Man also had a really good connection with Nova. That could also be Harley Keener, too. Harley Keener could also be Nova. What the, at the end of Guardians 2, the, the what's-her-face people were supposed to create him. A warlock, not Nova. Oh, yeah, derp. I'm derping. Adam Warlock. Nova, Nova, was, well, Nova had similar powers to, I think, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Um, but uh, Nova was more of a kid, and he actually had good ties to Iron Man. Yeah. And he had a really badass costume. He had, like, that that V-shape. Uh, Helmet. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm curious, yeah. uh, Jack. Now, um, I mean, because we we all tend to latch on to our, our different guys. I think when when the series first started, um, you know, of course, you've always been an Iron Man. I think I I first jumped on the Captain America train, um, mm-hmm. just because he's fucking awesome, but. Um, you know, over time, I I have definitely fallen in love with Thor. That it's so hard to pick between the two. The sure. the Captain Thor was incredible. So now, with Iron Man being out, if if the continuation goes forward, do you have someone in mind that's like, okay, this is my backup dude. This is my like my new Iron Man. Like yeah, Spider yeah, Spider Man. I'm Spider Man. I mean. But yeah, Spider-Man's always been, you know, Peter Parker yeah. has always been my, you know, my, not my second favorite character, but just like another, you know, I mean, I just think that 
that uh, Spider-Man, especially now, is it Tom Holland? I mean, ever since um, you know, Civil War, when he just showed up and he was just so good in the little parts that he got to play in Civil War. Oh, I mean, incredible. You know, I've just been a huge fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And, you know, and I'm like, I really liked Into the Spider-Verse, even though I, I don't like Miles Morales' Spider-Man character and his the portrayal of that. I don't like that comic line. Mm-hmm. But just his, uh, just Spider-Man in general, just to his story and everything like that. So that would definitely be my, you know, if I had to be like, oh, well, I'm no longer Tony Stark because Stark is dead. I would definitely be. Big Dick Spider Man. <laughs> God damn it, Jack! You you really got me thinking about Nova now. <laughs> if they really introduced Nova, that'd be so be cool, oh right? My yeah. goodness. And I, if because again, like I don't know why they made Harley Keener. You know, they just showed him standing by himself right before Captain Marvel, and as him growing up, and I feel like he he's going to be something. He's got to yeah. be something. Agreed. Um, Caleb, I'm going to give you the final word. The final boss this week is whatever Caleb's thoughts are on the entire Marvel timeline um, leading up to this point. An amazing journey of self-discovery and well-done character development is the final boss. (laughs) That is the final boss. Marvel has done a fantastic job. Um, at telling the stories of all of our favorite characters. Um, and you, like Caleb, you said, you know, when it started, you were, you know, this is 11 years ago. You were, Been like you were younger. Something like that. Yeah. When Iron Man came out. Um, you know, I, had, I, I was, I was younger myself, but at the same time, like I had also been watching the cartoons, reading comics for 20 some years before they even started making these movies. And, you know, the past 11 years, in the Marvel cinematic universe has been a fantastic ride and portrayal of everything that I had in my head as an imagination. And as sad as I might be that the end of it had to be my favorite character, it's a bittersweet, like feeling of it being over and him being gone. It it, looking back on it, it's nothing but, smiles like it's every single moment looking back on every single film knowing that i can go back and watch them all over and experience the whole arc all over again and see it play out i mean it's it's something that we you know we we live in the you know in this in this time period where we have we were we were here to to witness it right like we got to go to the theater and witness each phase and the end of it and you know it come to a conclusion and I think it's something to definitely be thankful for. And, you know, it's like looking back on like, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know, it's in the movies and, you know, everything had to happen the way that it had to happen. But it's like that in life too. You know, Stan Lee, we always were like, you know, he's was like instrumental in creating all of these, you know, characters that are some of our favorites. Right. Yeah. And if he wouldn't have written, and the things that he did and drawn the things that he did, you know, long, long time ago, we wouldn't be sitting here today talking about, you know, his create, some of his creations come to, to life on the screen, which is just super awesome. And, um, this has been very, very fun. And, uh, I don't, I don't think any of us cried. Nobody cried tonight. No, you know, of <laughs> <laughs> that we know of, 
Uh, but I do want to take a second to thank Caleb for being our special guest. The uh, shout out to this guy. Remember, he's he's, he's this shout guy. out shout out to that guy. The pleasure was all mine. Yes, the pleasure is all of ours. And for everybody listening, if you made it through this whole episode, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for uh, for hanging out for the the end game cinematic chat, the end of an era. And uh, I think from all of us at the Bonus Level Podcast, we hope you have a great week. Excelsior. <laughs> Later, taters. You'll never hear that again.